Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'd like to begin this morning by sharing a story. A man and his family decided that they had too much stuff. So they went through their possessions and decided to keep some things and donate some things. The man gathered up the donations put them in the family vehicle, and drove to a local thrift store. Now, mind you, it was winter, so he put on his coat, his stocking hat, and his gloves. And when he pulled up to the thrift store, he got out of his vehicle and started to unload their donations. And a young man who worked at the thrift store came over to help unload them. Once the items were all unloaded, the young man thanked him for the donations, and the man got in his vehicle to leave. And as the man closed the door, it was in that moment he realized the worker who was outside in the cold wasn't wearing any gloves. The man looked at the gloves on his hand and remembered that he had another pair of gloves at the house. But he wasn't quite sure where they were. So he put the car in drive and left. Have you ever found yourself in a similar situation? Yes, you have. We have all been there. All of us have been in a position to help someone out. And then for whatever reason made the decision not to. Whether it was a classmate who was being bullied and needed a friend and you did nothing, or someone ahead of you at the checkout line had their card declined and you didn't pay for the diapers and frozen pizza when you could have. Or any of the other thousands of possible scenarios. And whether we want to admit it or not, that's a sin. If we are in a position to help someone out there and choose not to, that's a sin of omission. Remember, there are two examples or types of sins. Sins of commission and sins of omission. A sin of commission is like the example of a student or group of students who are bullying a classmate. They are actively seeking to harm their classmate doesn't matter whether it's physically or emotionally. The intent is to cause hurt or harm. A sin of omission would be to not help the classmate who is being bullied. If you have an opportunity to do something good for someone, like help this classmate who's being bullied, or you have the resources to help a person in a checkout line who's had their card declined, and do nothing when you could have helped. That's a sin of omission. Our Gospel reading for today from Matthew chapter 5 directly follows Jesus' teaching that is referred to as the Beatitudes. Remember those? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, 
for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And after Jesus' hearers receive these teachings about blessings, He extends a calling in our reading today. Listen to His words beginning at verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. So let's ask a good Lutheran question. What does this mean? Well, light casts out darkness. And darkness is associated with evil, with danger, with the condition of being lost and unable to find one's way. Jesus' disciples or followers, because they have become His disciples, are the world's light. For in Jesus, light has begun to shine in Galilee at this point in Scripture. The utter contradiction for this would be in the dark, an invisible city set on a mountain. Or a covered lamp that you cannot see. Those images don't make any sense. A city set on a mountain is meant to be seen by those traveling by it. A lamp is to spread light to everyone in the house so that everyone may benefit from it. That's why when you were little, you know the song, right? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Right? Remember that one? And probably one of your favorite verses was what? Yeah. Hide it under a bushel. No! Why was that so much fun? Because what child doesn't like to say no? Right? Remember that? That was a lot of fun. But the point being, because of all the blessing we have received from our triune God, we are to go and be the light of Jesus in our homes, our schools, workplaces, and communities. You and I are richly blessed with all that we need for this body and life. Especially our greatest need has been taken care of. Our greatest blessing. We have eternal life because of what Jesus has done. And what did Jesus do? He came to earth as God's obedient Son. 100% man and 100% God. 
This obedience which has two parts paved the way for you and I to be saved. The first part is our Lord's active obedience. So how did Jesus actively obey the Father? Well, beginning at verse 17 in our Gospel, Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Jesus fulfilled the law perfectly. The second part is His passive obedience. How did Jesus passively obey God the Father? He suffered and died on the cross for your guilt and mine, for our sins, because we have failed to keep God's laws perfectly. Just like that time we failed to stick up for a bullied classmate or didn't purchase the diapers and frozen pizza for our neighbor in the checkout line. But remember, God in Christ has forgiven you. This morning when you confessed your sins at the beginning of the worship service, God working through Pastor Chris forgave you. Because of Jesus' life work, your sins are 100% paid for and forgiven. And now, you have the opportunity to tell others about Jesus and what He has done for you. I have another short story to share with you. A man goes to a convenience store on the corner to buy some snacks. And when he brings them to one of the two cashiers that are at the front of the store, the first cashier rings them up, and then the man's phone rings. His wife says, Honey, pick up some Doritos and bean dip too, please. So the man grabs a bag of Doritos and some bean dip and heads back to the front of the store. When he gets to the front of the store, that second cashier is telling the first cashier about his wife who is in rehab for a drug problem. And he is hoping that it works out this time. And then the cashier says, fortunately, I am well taken care of. I have what I need with this job. My wife is getting the help that she needs. I have a place to stay in the hotel just down the street with my dog. So the man pays for his snacks, including the Doritos and bean dip that his wife called and asked for, and heads for the door. And when he reaches the door, he stops. He turns around to say something to that cashier whose wife is in rehab, but he notices that the cashier is on the store's phone. The man hesitates, and then he waits. When the cashier gets off the phone, the man says to him, Sir, I will be praying for you and your wife. I hope she is able to get the help that she needs, and that you will be able to continue to be strong for her. The cashier smiles and thanks the man. I really appreciate that, sir. We could use all the prayers we can get. In verse 16 of our reading today, Jesus said, 
In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That's what the man did in that story. He let his light shine before others. But he should not be praised or glorified for his promise to the man to pray for him and his wife. Because the man who bought the snacks and is praying isn't the one who can get the woman to stop taking drugs and give her husband the strength he needs to endure. No. That comes from God. St. Paul reminds us of this in the verse just prior to our epistle reading for today in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 31. Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. God the Father is the one who deserves all the glory, honor, and praise. He is the one who has all the power to heal the sick and make strong the weak. Because it is the same power that He raised Jesus Christ from the dead. He can give that cashier strength to endure and free his wife from her addiction. If it is His will. Just like we pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy will be done. You and I are to live in the light of Christ. We do this by coming to the Lord's house to hear His Word and take part in the Lord's Supper, as most of you will today. This will strengthen your faith, or sticking with the light metaphor, recharge your batteries so that your light can shine bright, even brighter, because it comes from the light of Christ then you can be the light of Christ in our communities, to those around you. You can assist those who need your help, not for you to receive the glory, but to the glory of God the Father, who is in heaven. Because it is by the power of God in Christ Jesus that He draws all people to Himself, that they might be saved. Thanks be to God that your name is written in the book of everlasting life. To God alone be all the glory. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.